sports fans, you have found the most interesting and interactive technology podcast in the verse. My name is Justin Watts at Paladin Mocking on Twitter, and you're listening to the AV Power Up. Hey, uh, Sandy, you, you want to go? Sure, why not? Hey, everyone, <laughs> welcome to the AV Power Up. You can listen to a great show. Okay, and it's me, Darren Pinchback. Welcome to AV Power Up. Enjoy yourself. You know, that is a true gentleman, I must say. I'm Corey Moss at CB Moss, and you are listening to AV Power Up on Rave Radio. AV Power Up Rave Radio is sponsored by Ingram Micro for all of your AV and IT needs. IngramMicro.com. Go there. Don't put in the WWWs. It's a waste of time. Right, Darren? What? Yeah. yeah. Did Corey just actually not say www.whatever.com? No, I said it afterwards. I said, don't put in the WWWs. You're my hero, sir. You and Paul, yeah. those two things right there oh, are my heroes. Now <laughs> I'm your hero all of a sudden, huh? I see I've stepped above uh, some. There's a breakdown if you put in WWW? No, we don't have to anymore, Paul. But you can. You can well, Paul, if you want. Paul, it's uh, if, you're, if you're old school. If you Paul, have time on your hands. Do you type in the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash too? That is a thing now? Paul, it's been a a while since you invented the internet. Things have changed. I know it's hard to catch up sometimes, you know. You and Al Gore. Well, Al Gore claims to do it, but it was really Paul Zeely, right? Yeah, well, eventually I'll upgrade from my Netscape navigator (laughs) here, and then we'll see what, what other things can do. AOL works a lot better than Netscape, man. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I have one of those CDs. Wait for it, folks, because ITAV Convergence is coming as soon as Paul uh, upgrades from his Netscape account. (laughs) (laughs) They're not taking my license on my new install of Windows 97. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you for a 3.11 for work groups kind of guy, actually. I, I, I was in a meeting today where they were talking about this spreadsheet and they said and if you're using office 97 you'll find out that these cells don't work i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and before we go too far back in time uh (laughs) let's bring this to the present day um on this show we have two two guests we actually we actually have three guests tonight um and Paul Zeely, you've already heard his voice, you've heard his name, you've heard about the convergence. We don't care about it, but, you know, Paul's going to bring it anyway one of these days. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired from the dark side. I went to CD yesterday. Oh, okay. Let's not talk about that tonight. That's next week. No. Oh, is that a conversation for next week? Yeah, yeah we're not I, gonna. We're not supposed to say Cedia tonight because that's Katie's conversation next week. But you were. Well, well, that's okay because I didn't see anything. Oh, okay, good. Then we don't have to talk about it. Uh, by the way, our publicist is not with us tonight. She's at Cedia. She'll be back next week to host the show next week which should be an excellent post-CEDIA show, so uh, come back next week to hear that one. Our other guest, Jeremy Elsesser, the COO and I believe CTO also of Level 3 Audiovisual. How are you doing, Jeremy? Doing just fine, Corey. Thank you. Good, and that's uh, over in Mesa, Arizona, right? That's correct. How hot is it today in Mesa, Arizona? Uh, 102. Ooh. Oh, I am so sorry. Hey, Darren, how, Darren, how hot was it today, huh? 
Um, well, I was on my bike, and it felt it felt like a hundred and two at, at times, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was maybe about ninety eight. Yeah, so. it was it was darn hot here in uh in the D.C. area, and you know, Jeremy, where you got a hundred two there, and it's uh, and you know, it's <laughs> no humidity here. It's just it's overly oppressive. I have to say, today was ridiculous. We so. didn't break seventy five today, by the way. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> no one asked you. Can you mute him, Corey? This would be a good time. Uh, to mute him. I can do anything I want on this show. So the next time he does that, he is getting muted. Uh, <laughs> our other guest, and we are going to have an expanded conversation with him to begin, is Vic Bagat with uh, Logitech. How are you doing, Vic? Yeah, doing great, Corey. How are you? Good, good. Uh, as a matter of fact, Vic is coming to us. Well, this is an audio podcast. Vic is coming to us from the Logitech demo room. In, um, where is that in California, Vic? New York, California, just north of Fremont. All right. Uh, and uh, again, he's in the Logitech demo room with us. We uh, are going to do another product spot tonight. And that is going to actually uh, have to do with Logitech. Well, the first pro- uh, product spot we did uh, weeks back was with the Catchbox. We had Jeremy Caldera on the show. Jeremy, Justin, and others used the Catchbox at Infocom. Uh, it was a success there. And, um, you know, uh, so tonight we have Logitech on. We're going to be talking about the Conference Camp Connect. So at Infocom, I spent time with Vic as well as others at Logitech in their booth. And we talked about the Conference Camp Connect, the Group Camp system. And I have to say that, you know, what Logitech has is really something special now. It was the first visit to Infocom, and I think a very, very big one for them. Uh, so Logitech, a world leader in products that can connect, that connect people to the digital experiences they care about, offers a range of collaboration tools that are easy to use with virtually any application almost anywhere. The company's conference cams and personal webcams bring true-to-life HD quality to collaboration. USB headsets and mobile speakerphones deliver crystal clear audio and high quality HD video with features that make sense. With these solutions, Logitech helps businesses increase productivity through better collaboration from the desktop to the conference room with intuitive designs that are good for people and good for business. And you can see more uh, uh, as well as on their partner page at Logitech.com slash LCP. And we're going to talk about uh, the solutions as well as uh, the partnerships that Logitech has with Vic tonight. So uh, Vic, uh, thank you very much for joining us in this product spot. And uh, let's talk about the Logitech solutions. Let's start with that conference cam connect. Now, the other thing I want to point out before we do get back to you is Jeremy. Level 3 uh, Audiovisual is a partner of Logitech. And we're going to talk to Jeremy about that too. So yeah, back to you, Vic. Let's, uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, so uh, the Conference Camp Connect was designed as a portable huddle room all-in-one audio video solution. So uh, it has a camera that rests at at just about eye height, maybe about 12 inches off the tabletop, and a uh, speakerphone that has 360-degree sound on it. It has two mics that are available uh, with a 12-foot mic diameter. So um, perfect for the huddle rooms for about six people. You place it underneath the TV. Uh, you have a single USB connection to connect to your PC or Mac, and you're able to drive a high-quality audio-video experience for a group of people. 
Um, in addition to uh, that, it also has a rechargeable battery in it. So it does make it perfect for someone who is on the go and needs to do a, a small group uh, um, you know, video call anywhere. Um, three hours of uh, video call time on the rechargeable battery and in Bluetooth speakerphone mode, it will do about 15 hours. Okay, now I actually have a conference camp connect as well. The last couple of days I've uh, had some video conferences. One was with Justin um, over there in California. And uh, so Justin, what do you think? Uh, how do you like the experience? So I've got to say for it being a, a very compact package as it is, uh, it was exceptional video quality. I was very impressed with the overall video quality of the system. Um, it was crisp. It, you know, it definitely looked like what I would consider the paramount of Logitech products. Uh, some of the stuff that I've used in the past, you know, like right now, the camera I use for video calls and podcasts is the Logitech C930E. You know, it's a very nice webcam. And it's what I've come to expect from Logitech. 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 What's come to expect from Logitech. It was a fantastic experience. Video was crisp. Video was fantastic. Um, the zoom features are slick being able to take it up and down. So kind of the digital lens shift, if you will, to kind of clear up. So, you know, as their shirt says, uh, meetings are now pants optional, you know, you could, you know, do pants optional, you know, Corey sit down, uh, you could do pants optional, but you know, it, it's a fantastic product. I'm, I was very impressed by it. I am wearing the shirt, by the way. So, uh, and anybody who did pick up the shirt at Infocom, uh, Logitech does have the pants optional uh, statement, and it's very true. Um, but yeah, so Justin and I did have a conference on uh, Monday, and I actually had a video conference with Jeremy Caldera yesterday. And again, great experience. The connection is everything's immediate. The remote, the remote is very simple to use as well, Vic, I must say. That's laid out very well. So the Conference Camp Connect to me is a piece of equipment that really, and, and we'll go to Jeremy on this too, since Level 3 Audiovisual is a partner, to me is something that can move from the huddle space to the small conference room very, uh, very nimbly. And, you know, and really just set up this quick, it, it all just, you know, where video conferencing used to be a complicated proposition, it's being made a lot easier these days. And, and Logitech is really bringing that to the table, I must say, Vic. Yeah, so, you know, that's really the goal of what we have. We want to bring, enable every room and every space with video all the way, you know, as you, as you mentioned in the beginning, from the desktop all the way to the meeting room. So it, it is a portable device. It's really easy to take on the go with you or leave in a small office and huddle room and get started with a single USB connection. And then as you move into larger rooms, you know, you've got like the Logitech group system, which will handle up to 20 people again over a single USB connection. Right. And of course, I've been using it with my desktop. Uh, so yeah, yeah, desktop, small conference room, and then you go into the larger systems where you're handling a larger group. But Jeremy, let's go to you on this now as their partner, in terms of what level three audio visual is doing with uh, Logitech, uh, your your thoughts on the conference cam connect as well as the other solutions. Go ahead, Jeremy. And thank you. there he is. Unmute. It's important. <laughs> On this show, yes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, in terms of how we position Logitech, uh, I'll start by saying that we're just generally seeing a shift in the market away from 
uh, large, expensive hardware-based codec systems to software-based codec systems, as I'm sure everybody will agree and are nodding their heads on the video. Um, with that in mind, we are positioning Logitech cameras and their infrastructure in almost every type of room that we are positioning these days, unless it's a very large conference room with very large conference room audio challenges associated with that. Uh, but again, where we used to have customers that were deploying 15 very large, very integrated, very expensive conference rooms, we're seeing the trend go to one very large, very expensive conference room and 30 very small conference rooms with either a Skype for Business or a Zoom or a video, some sort of software-based client. And that's where Logitech fits in and has really been able to bring a much higher quality video conferencing experience into those groups those groups, group spaces and meetings, um, you know, I know for years prior to Polycom, excuse me, Logitech, developing these products that fit into this market, I would walk into small huddle spaces and I would see the, the Logitech webcam on top of the monitor would be the entire experience. And that was also the microphone, which was the worst part, you know, the, the, video quality of Logitech has always been fantastic, but the microphone on a, on a camera way over 25 feet against a wall has been an issue. And as they've started to bring out these integrated solutions that include the microphone and the speaker right on the conference room table, um, again, you, you start putting a price point of a big DSP and a professional microphone system and a camera, and then you throw out the cost effectiveness of Logitech. And, and we like to just position people with Logitech here, take this, use it for a couple of weeks. You're going to love it. And by the time we take it out of your conference room, you're going to buy 40 of them because you don't want to go away from that wonderful audio experience that you're now having. So big fan. And my question, I guess, Jeremy is, you know, with something like this, and you know, you've talked about your classic room installs, codecs and all, but I guess my question is, okay, so you've got a product here and you know, you're not, you're not building out a 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 room. Okay. You're doing a number of rooms. Like you say, you have one big meeting room, 30 smaller rooms, and you might put in conference cams, uh, in all, in a lot of rooms, or, you know, you may put in group systems here and there. But let me ask you a question. You're doing something like this. Is it, you know, you're getting in, you're doing this, but you're still doing more work and bigger work and everything else in these companies as well. So I have to say that, you know, where people are still just doing the codex systems and relying on them and everything, you seem to level three audiovisual as well as certain others to say, okay, this is the way to go. This is the way the enterprise is, should be going and is going right now. Uh, this is where business is going. And it's still profitable to do this, right? Very profitable. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, so as far as I'm concerned uh, at this point, it's really where this, this is where business is going. We talk about Skype for business, of course. And, you know, I, I mean, and we talked about it before the show and we'll talk about more, more about it in that this is the kind of solution that fits in very, very well. So, uh, Vic, back to you. Um, tell us a little more about the other solutions, uh, the group, and also tell us about that, uh, that starting that meeting in, oh, what was it, less than four seconds? 
<laughs> yeah, so you know, one of the things that we're trying to do here at Logitech is really to, buy, to build better user experiences for the end user, regardless of what service they want to use. So um, being that we have standard USB equipment, it will interface to almost any application that's out there. Um, that we're working really closely with partners like BlueJeans and Zoom, video, et cetera, as well as supporting some of the bigger guys like, uh, you know, Cisco, Microsoft, with Skype for Business, et cetera, uh, to build those better experiences. Um, and we want to range anywhere from that small huddle space up to the larger meeting room. So, you know, we talked about Connect being great for up to six people. Um, the group device uh, starts out with about 14 people, um, gives you a 10x PTZ camera, um, and then you can add expansion mics onto that to really expand the reach of that to about 20 people. Um, so, you know, price point wise, the MSRP of Connect is about 500 bucks. The group is about $1,000 and then another 50 to $300 for the expansion mics if you need to go up to 20 people. Um, part of what we're doing with um, our partners is also, as I said, really trying to enhance the user experience. So simple things like uh, syncing mute. There, there's nothing more frustrating when sometimes when you're on a video call, you can like triple mute yourself and it's difficult to kind of unmute yourself and get it done. But if uh, the mute can uh, sync between the device and the, the service, it just works really simple. And so that's one example. Uh, the quick join demo that we had at Infocom is, was a proof of concept that we had. Um, and it, it was really leveraging the technologies in the device, NFC or, or uh, Bluetooth in order to uh, pass the meeting start information from our device back to the PC and start a meeting instantly. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I, and I actually was there. I witnessed it. it is, it's great stuff. And, um, you know, th this is really the revolution of uh, UCC. Uh, Logitech is bringing part of it as well as all of the other solutions out there, including the ones that are in your partner environment. And I think the partner environment is a big deal as well, along with your, your integration partners who are bringing it out to market. And again, with all of that, I think it's a very uh, robust situation for Logitech at this point. Uh, big entry into the industry with uh, Infocom. And here's to, here's to say that Logitech's not just your your peripherals, your mice, your keyboards, and, and everything else. It is now full uh, co video conferencing and collaboration. So, you know, that's a big deal. And uh, I'm going to get back to a discussion here, but we do have another guy on this uh, video, uh, on this, well, on this video conference, as a matter of fact. Um, Paul Zeely. How are you doing? I'm just fine. How are you? Good. So, uh, how are things these days at Harmon, Mr. Zeely? Um, I, I'm having fun. Did you just refer to the Paul Zeely as another guy? <laughs> I am just another guy. No, sir. No, sir. Yes. No, sir. Your ponytail has its own weight in the AV world, sir. You are not. <laughs> My ponytail has its own zip code some days. It does. Well, can I, can I say that pants were optional? Pants were optional with Paul Zeely before Logitech said it was okay. Yes. You know that. And let me tell you, I had ISDN video conferencing in my home office. Um, <laughs> he invented and, pants, people. Come and, on. And, and 
Started uh, not wearing pants back in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go deep into that discussion, uh, Paul, okay? Uh, but what we do want to know is uh, what is happening, Harmon? You were, uh, you were in Australia recently, weren't you? I was in Australia. Yeah, I've been back for a little over a week, and then mm-hmm. I leave for uh, Amsterdam on Monday. So I'm mm-hmm. making a brief appearance in the United States. So if there's anything we can say here, we've nailed down Paul Zeely while he's been home for a week. What do you know? Yeah, think about that, huh? Well, that's that's a very special thing, as far as I'm concerned, when you can nail down Paul Zeely these between trips. So, uh, any any big news to bring back from Australia with you, Paul? Uh, I hear there's I, some decent stuff going on there. Um, if you go to Infocom and ISE, I don't think there was a lot of things you would find particularly new in Australia, um, but. Uh, I really like it because uh, it's it's a it's a country that really takes AV very seriously. Um, it's considered a profession there. People graduate with electrical engineering degrees and say, "I want to go work for an AV integrator." Whoa! Uh, it's, it's, a, it, it's a profession. It's, it's really treated like a profession, and um, they are uh, they are not uh, afraid to. Um, stretch technology. So you don't find a lot of people going, well, I didn't do it that way in 1994. Why should I do it now? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> How about that? Hey, Jeremy, I could see it on your face. You're thinking about opening up the level three office in uh, Australia now, huh? It's just great to hear that people are looking at the AV industry as actually a career path coming out yeah. of yeah. the education institution. Is yeah. that something? Huh? Yeah, a career path, and uh, they treat it like a profession. It's, it, it is an engineering profession there. Hey, Paul, that's an interesting conversation, I guess, in that here in, in the States, you know, we still try and find the answers to bring people into the industry, the ways we can possibly do Yeah, yeah, we have to have more bands fail. <laughs> we want, if we, we, you know, if we want to uh, want to recruit more people in the AV industry, we got to start making those bands just not make. This is true. This and is that's true. a problem. Yeah, but no. Let, let's let's talk about Australia and the model that you have there in terms of people entering the industry. I mean, is that something you talk about here and say, "Hey, look at there. You know, look what's happening over in Australia. Look what they're doing there." Yeah, and and this and the stuff that they do is just incredible. Um, I've got this guy that uh, I've met several times now and he continually impresses me. His name's um, Dean McFadden. He runs technology, he runs AV technology for a, uh, for a a big university there. And um, I kind of describe him as uh, uh, Dean is what you would get if uh, Lemmy from Motorhead and I had a baby. <laughs> uh he's he's uh he's a big rough ex um roadie who who looks a little scary but you start talking to him and he's and he's completely about we're going to holistically unify the control within this he went on the university he's moved everything into ip transport and centralized control and he's talking about saving his university um, somewhere in the order of a half a million dollars a year in operational costs by bringing all these things together and doing all the automation. And, mm-hmm. and you know, very ambitious product project, but he's got a multi-phase r- 
approach is how they're going to pull it in. And, you know, he's getting the support of his, his university to do it. And, um, I don't know where I've seen, you know, a large organization that, that really starts to think about this holistically and, and, and he's treating it like it's a uh, enterprise IT problem, which it is, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, he's taking that approach, applying those methodologies and, um, and reaping the benefits. And I think more and more, we're going to have to see that sort of thing. You know, it doesn't apply to the, the real estate office and the edge. But if you start to look, look at, you know, I deal with some customers that have four or five, 6,000 rooms in the United States. You start, you start looking at them and say, you realize how many millions of dollars you could save if you start applying this, this automation and, all, and start really doing all this stuff that we in the AV industry have been telling you we're doing for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. If we really did it, you know how cool it would be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we still have Vic here. We're going to get back to him in a couple. Oh yeah. Minutes. Go right I, wanted to, I wanted to ask Jeremy his thoughts on uh, on that. Which part? <laughs> I don't know. Pick anyone you want. Start from whatever point Paul was talking about uh, in that discussion. I'm sorry. You'll have to bring me back into the loop on where you oh, were going, with that, Paul. Okay. Oh, just just in general, uh, I like the idea that they're not afraid to take risk and that they're really looking at the the large scale, the whole enterprise of the IT of the AV as an IT application and applying those IT methodologies of scaling and managing it in order to save money, um, save downtime. So, yeah, thank you for bringing me back into the loop there, Corey. My whole perspective on AV is definitely from an enterprise IT standpoint because that's my background. So I spend a lot of time trying to convince my clients to be looking at this as, as, a, as an all-encompassing problem, as Paul said in his, his contact down in Australia. Um, I, think, I think legacy... Additionally, AV integrators have looked at the room and the problem is the room and that's just one piece of the problem and it's really looking at it from a holistic standpoint. I think it's amazing that there's somebody down there at a university level that's even taking the time to put an ROI, a business case together and attaching some dollars and cents that he can so clearly see associated with taking a more holistic approach as opposed to solving the symptoms you know i look at it like uh, holistically healing a body or taking care of the symptoms yeah i need this room to work that's great let's look at it as one whole body how am i going to how am i going to operate this entire body how am i going to know what's going on with all of these parts and pieces i think it's absolutely critical for our industry to be engaging on that level if we're going to continue to to survive as it is taking over so now our our new IT rep here, Darren Pinchback, uh, let's have him weigh in on that discussion uh, with a with a quick response here. Um, well, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, experiencing this because uh, I, I got in the AV industry, you know, during the analog to digital convergence, where everybody wanted a Blu-ray player. Um, you know, in their AV system. And now I'm, I'm wondering how integrators are going to be able to keep up um, 
at, at the integrator level. I mean, I was a, I was a technician. Um, you know, I had to go out and deploy these systems. Um, and I'm wondering how the guys now or how our industry actually is going to start um, making the training and things like that uh, more tangible because that, that's kind of the next step. The AV industry will not will not be able to sustain um, or at least businesses within the industry won't really be able to, su- to sustain um, if they if they are not getting their guys trained up because um, this stuff is moving at a million miles an hour. Um, and IT is taking over, um, and we're, we're all we all see it. So, well, let's save that training discussion because we may be getting into that as well. And this is all really, really good discussion, and possibly even for another show. But let's get back to Vic. He's uh, sitting very patiently there in the Logitech demo room. Um, so, actually, I you know I thought about something. I read a blog recently which actually discussed good enough. We were talking about video conferencing here, but, uh, you know, the, the term good enough just, you know, wherever it's said, all right, it, it doesn't have the right connotation. So what the, the, what the point was here was in terms of good enough for business, let's say, uh, you know, with Skype or FaceTime. We're not talking about Skype for business, by the way. We're talking about Skype consumer applications and the ease of use that they bring. Okay, although I'll tell you, I, I personally have had challenges with Skype, which have turned to Zoom conferences uh, because of, uh, you know, who knows whatever issues I've had with it. Um, but, you know, it, it almost sounded like it's a throw your hands up proposition and give in. All right, it's like, oh, okay, they're going to use it. Let them use it. Fine. Okay, let's work around it, whatever. Well, I have this thought. Right? And as, as much as we look to convince the enterprise of the notion that there is obviously much better than Skype and FaceTime that, that exist, you know, Google Hangouts is finished as a live video application. Google is doing something else with Hangouts now. Uh, and we know certain challenges do still remain. Um, I personally have worked successfully with numerous commercial video applications, which I'll say, of course, are head and shoulders above. Uh, ease of use, in many cases, I say yes. Quality and feature rich, absolutely. Skype for business interop, true benefit with certain applications, of course, as well as Skype for business in itself, okay, being the application that it is for the enterprise. Now we extend that conversation to Logitech and their partnership with the numerous cloud video and complementary technology providers, and the conversation gets even bigger, okay? So, you know. Again, where I saw that and the good enough conversation, I have to say that, you know, Vic, you know, your thoughts on this too, when you talk about what Logitech brings and all, is the good enough statement to me is Logitech can't even, can't even say that you should even be concerned with good enough. You want to be concerned with quality, Right. Yeah, I think it's important whenever you're joining a, joining a video call or an audio call, you want to make sure you're presenting yourself in the group in the best light, which means having a good video and audio solution, great audio and video solution. Um, you know, my viewpoint on the whole good enough, it, it's, it's maybe it's new best of breed applications coming into play all the time that are, that are getting more users uh, in and starting to use video and, and allowing them to do different things within their workflows and, and how they work. So, um, 
you know, I think from a consumer side, applications like um, Skype and FaceTime, even Google Hangouts, you know, it, it brought more people doing video on the consumer side. I think there are similar applications on, on the business side that are here and will continue to, to evolve and come into the market. They still need great audio and video devices, and that's where Logitech hopes to come in and being able to plug right in there and provide high-quality HD video and audio. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sandy, let's get you on this discussion because I know the work you guys are doing in Advanced AV. And, you know, I see there's a lot of content that comes out of a Advanced AV video conferencing and collaboration. So what are your thoughts here when you talk about the whole good enough conversation and where Advanced AV, let's say, stands on that? Yeah, I mean, on our end, um, good enough is not, you know, exactly something that you want to stand on, I mean, on, especially in, you know, on my end where I work, you know, service, that it's not never good enough. You know, you got to get it right. You got to get it there for what they need. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going forward, I think with, you know, all the way around IT, AV, um, it comes down to together. I mean, just training, um, learning both ends of the stick so to work together because um, mm -hmm. that's exactly where it's going. Um, you need both ends. Um, one maybe more than the other, but you need both ends and they have, you know, you have to learn how to work together to be able to do it. I, and uh, good enough, good enough is not something that's done in, in my vocabulary because nothing's, you know, that's just nothing's ever good enough. And, you know, you make a good statement, let's say even in training, it's like you don't just put the application in the customer's hand and say, okay, here you go, have, you know, use it. No, you want to make sure they know what they're doing with that application. And, uh, you know, if you're good, I mean, let's put it this way, if you're the integrator, you're going to put it in there, you're going to stand behind it. And, you know, and, and we'll turn to Jeremy next on this, is that, you know, I don't think you're going to put it in their hands, like with, like, like even a room system, you're not going to put the room system in and walk away and say, okay, you know, learn it. No, you're going to train them up on it. Well, I'm sure they're going to be learning how to use that uh, that particular application as well. So, so Jeremy, with this whole discussion with good enough with uh, you know with those particular applications and video conferencing and all, and we did have that Skype for Business conversation. So, you know, let's talk about that with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good enough. That's an interesting. That's an interesting approach with customers. We find. We find that to be really a, a cultural decision. You know, it comes from the top down in our, in our customers. If the CEO or the main person feels like it's good enough, then it's good enough for everyone. So we spend a lot of time trying to reteach them what good enough is. You know, good enough can often be a result of just not experiencing that next level of quality. And so one of the reasons I like Logitech so much is that so simply you can show up with a very small box, throw it out on the table, connect it to their PC, and that good enough experience just went up four or five times at a minimum. And then all of a sudden that's the new good enough. New good enough is not having a Logitech camera on a display 40 feet away and, and hoping that the other end can hear which, by the way, is a whole nother thing. What's good enough? Is it good enough for me on this end or is it good enough for you on the, on the other end? And that's always a good conversation to have with your end users. It's not just a one-way conversation. It's not just good enough for you. The other end needs to be able to 
participate in that quality conversation we're trying to communicate here. Um, yeah, so we take a very consultative approach of trying to redefine what good enough is for them and try to use technology to show them, hey, good enough is really not good enough, especially if you're trying to have effective communication over long periods of time. So here, take this box, use it for 30 days, and re-teach yourself what good enough means. Um, it, it's not good enough in my mind. Good enough, that's, that's a conversation I typically don't like to have. I want to demonstrate to the customer exactly what all the options are, show the price point, and again, to, to plug Logitech here in, that's why they're such a beautiful solution because it's a significant improvement over anything they've been doing if they don't have a professional system in there and the price point is amazing. So Logitech, I'm on that type of infrastructure, those type of equipment has become the new good enough. It has to be at that level at a minimum for it to be good enough. And then there's the the price to value comparison. Okay, yeah, I'd love to have that broadcast camera and those ceiling microphones, but I don't wanna pay $45,000 for that when I can get a system for 500 bucks that's way better than it was before. Mm -hmm. There you go. So we're actually gonna carry that discussion into the second half, but before we do, we of course have to get the take of Paul Zeely here on the whole good enough discussion. So uh, Paul, good enough? Is it good enough? Sometimes good enough is good enough. Um, ultimately, and, and within, within video conferencing or within any application, there, there becomes a point where you reach efficient quality. If you look comparatively in something like projectors, I know people who run universities who every year when they were were turning over rooms, they would see what kind of projector can I get for the $4,000 um, I have budgeted. At some point, they hit the 3,500 lumen 1080p projector and their, uh, their standards turn to, what's the best total cost of ownership I can get on a 3,500 lumen 1080p projector? Because they had reached the, the, the diminishing returns are good enough. So the, the interesting thing that happens with good enough is, is the priorities change. So you, you continue to seek that improvement of quality until you hit that incremental good enough. It's always deciding, you know, what is good enough. Um, it's a tough business and, um, and AV people aren't necessarily the, the, uh, that the people to say because somehow they'd figure out how to make analog audio tube uh, video conferencing systems because it was just it's just more pure and you get better quality. Um, so so yeah, it is a customer decision, but I think a lot of cases uh, you don't need it. You know, I've got I've got some of everything in the world. I I've, I've got. Uh, I've got hardware-based codecs. I've got software-based codecs. Most of the time, I'm using um, a, a basic rig. And, and quite frankly, at work, um, in my office at work, I have a, a, Logitech, a Logitech Pro PTZ that, uh, that I love. And uh, I could absolutely put a, a three or $4,000 um, uh, Vadio or or Sony camera in there, 
but there's not a need to because the Logitech is good enough. Um, I don't necessarily think that the, the $89 Logitech is good enough in that room, but that's why we have things that are appropriate because the, the $99 light Logitech I have in my home when I'm only ever going to be the only one on there is good enough. So you got to look at the application. Well, and I think you've taken good enough into in a, in a direction of, you know, where you're talking about, okay, this works for you and that's great, but it is, of course, a piece of equipment or let's say a solid piece of equipment or what have you that's getting yeah. done, all right, where, yeah, okay, maybe there's better. And you talk about projectors and that's a whole other discussion. But, but that's, a good, that's a good place where you see we're good enough. For years, you, you kept on having to race up and it hit a point where it was good enough. It's very similar to VTC. My VTC career spans the $80,000 codec, the $40,000 codec, the $10,000 codec, the $3,000 codec, to a, oh, I plugged a $39, or the camera that comes in my laptop is, is fine. Um, typically, audio is a much bigger problem than video because uh, the, the basics of it is that a general purpose operating system does not have enough real-time horsepower to echo cancel. So you need a, you need some sort of, of external echo cancellation like Logitech has within their phone or, or that sort of thing to have more than one person on, on an endpoint comfortably and good enough. So that's really where you, you're going to see the, the big improvement, I think, is on the audio side because the processor um, is powerful now. And quite frankly, there's just a number of pixels that need to be compressed at some point and sent across. And that I think that is good enough. Um, it's not the application. That's a user interface. It's the size of the CCD, how it captures light, and then how the echo cancellation and audio processing work, which are the limiting factors now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's, we're, we're back to AV out of IT because the limitation is how do I process light and how do I process vibrating air mo molecules? Yep. It's not how I'm doing it digitally. Mm -hmm. now, and you've carried this discussion to a whole other level, Paul, and that's great. I really do like that. And again, maybe on another well, That's nice of you to say. I know you. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know I'm going to say that other <laughs> versus other things. But, um, no, it is a great discussion, Paul, and I hope for another show, definitely. But we are going to carry part of this into the second half, and that's where we're going after this, after the break. And as we know, during the break, uh, we start off with the hot jobs tier pm t-i-e-r-p-m dot com uh, you can use w's with tier pm that's fine uh, they are the premier avian it recruiter in the audio visual industry uh, and they provide us the hot jobs tonight we have two as usual job number 668 crestron programmer in fort lee new jersey the ideal candidate will have at least one to two years of crestron and or amx programming experience and should be experienced in coordinating with audiovisual engineers and customers to develop touch panel designs. CTS and or CSP certifications are nice to have. Again, that is job number 668, Crestron Programmer in Fort Lee, New Jersey. 
job number 669, AVPM in Fort Lee, New Jersey as well. The ideal candidate will have at least three to five years of recent AV commercial integration industry experience and have an understanding of commercial construction methods required to support the installation of ceiling and wall-mounted audio and video systems. Prior technical experience as an AV installer and or designer, highly desired, as well as experience with control system configuration and commissioning preferred. PMP certification is nice to have. Again, that is job number 669, AVPM in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Both of these jobs actually happen to be in Fort Lee, New Jersey. These jobs and more can be found on TRPM's website. Again, that is at TRPM.com. One note. Marika Aquino with TRPM appeared on the Millennial Z podcast on Rave uh, this past week. Great podcast. Uh, actually, they talked to Marika about mentoring as well as uh, entering the industry uh, you know, for, as a career for those coming out of college and all. And it is a great discussion. So I do encourage everybody listening to listen to the Millennial Z podcast, hear Marika and the others. Again, great discussion. Um, and now we turn to that part of the program that we all can't wait for. All right? I know you can't wait for it. No, I can't wait for it. And here we are with the power up, the Google. Justin Watts. So I'd like to start out by saying the, the, the most important reason why Corey wants you to listen to that podcast is because he coined the term Millennial Z. So it's kind of carrying over into his, uh, his world there. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I may get worked up. Darren may have to calm me down because it's one of the things that we've seen a number of times in our environment that drives in users and integrators and manufacturers are like insane. And by I say that you should know that it's not bacon at this point in time, which is something that everyone should love. Um, no, we're talking about the cost of poor quality. Now, everyone likes to believe that, you know, we, as we've discussed in this instance, good enough will always be good enough. Well, as we've described today, good enough is a floating metric. It's extremely, it's entirely arbitrary. Between audio and video, between anything in our environment, good enough can mean a number of things. For us, good enough should never enter into the equation when it comes to us doing our jobs. When it comes to us delivering what the customer asks for, there is no good enough is good enough. If they've decided that the X video experience is what they're looking for and it is your job to deliver it, there is no just good enough. There is no cutting corners. There is no trying to fix it on the site. You should not be calling that one guy back at the shop who fixes every problem out to your job site to fix the problems on this site. Good enough is not good enough when it comes to your job and your install environment. And this is what we need to move ourselves forward. As we work, towards this mysterious IT and AV convergence or whatever you want to call it, we have a chance to bring ourselves to the table and show, as they have in other environments, as Paul brought up, that this is a profession. There is legitimacy to what we do. If you rest your laurels upon good enough is good enough, the cost of that is a check that you personally cannot cash. You have not enough money in the world to back up the good enough is good enough equation when it comes to your work. Our goal in the AV industry should be providing that excellent experience. It should be to raise the bar 
and use resources like AV9000 and those things that we develop for proper product development and proper install to give us the ability to deliver beyond the quote-unquote good enough barrier. You as an AV professional has a, have a, a charge, if you will, to provide those experiences the customers look at as magic. We are the purveyors in the modern-day corporate rock show. It is our job to do so. So go out, take good enough to the next level, and show our customers exactly what they're getting from your customer experience. And that is the AV Power Up. Yes. Yes, it is the AV Power Up, as a matter of fact. See, this is uh, where you need that, uh, that, slow, that slow clap plug-in, Justin. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, that day is coming very soon, as a matter of fact, so stick around. 